um, they wanted me to come in as a dental specialist. Okay. Ooh. A dental specialist. They buttered it up and everything. We'll bring you in as an E4, you know, and all you got to do is your same civilian job, except for the army. And no, absolutely not. I'd rather come in as an E1 and earn my rank because when I'm at the VFW as an 80 year old man, and they asked me, Hey, what did you do during the war? I don't want to say that I fought in a never ending battle against tooth decay. I want to <laughs> say that I blew up some HE rounds. You know what I'm saying? Hey, welcome everybody to uh, the holiday edition of Sea Stories. My name is Adam Her Herrera. I'm a former United States sailor, and I'm here with my shipmates uh, to tell sea stories over a couple of cider beers today. Um, sea stories are generally tall tale told amongst fishermen and sailors, and I like to gather my former buddies around to tell our own sea stories. Today, I'm drinking from the Seattle Cider Company, the Honeycrisp Hard Cider. Uh, what's going on, Andy? How have you been, my man? And what are you drinking? Well, good, Adam. Um, we're still friends, not former friends. Yeah, but, yes, I mean, <laughs> you know, former uh, shipmates. Yeah, yeah, we are former shipmates. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'm doing good. And today I'm drinking uh, Bold Rock Hard Cider, the Imperial Cider. Oh, you know, and uh, I feel like it's made it's in Virginia. Or in Melts, yeah, Melsford, uh, Virginia. So state local. Yeah. Joe, how are you? What are you drinking? Doing excellent today, Andy. I am drinking a Cider Boys Pineapple Hula. It's an apple pineapple hard cider. Oh. And it is from, uh, I, I, I believe it's from Wisconsin. There's not a whole lot of uh, geography on the box or the bottles. And I looked up online and it said Central Wisconsin. So I'm just going to go with that. Uh, and uh, with that, I am going to pass it along to my good friend, Josh. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, actually. Um, well, let's see here. <laughs> I'm drinking something that I... Uh, Went and found there's only one left on the shelf, one six pack at least, and it's cranberries and blackberries mixed together, and they call it crackberry. Uh, it's made by Bis Bishop Cider out of the Big D or Dallas, Texas. All right, now and joining joining us is a special guest. It's a uh, my buddy, my pal, Danny Lopez from the On the Gun Line podcast. What's going on, Danny? What is up, y'all? Thank you for having me on here, dude. Um, it's wonderful to be welcome aboard to this wonderful fucking Donald Cook reunion. My name is Danny Lopez. I got out of the military 2015, and uh, I, I do this little shindig on the side, too, as Adam does, you know, um, this little podcast thing. And um, we've linked up since. And, you know, one of the words I really can't stand that the army has all fucked up is that battle buddy. Because, I mean, oh, dude, yeah. that's just like, bro, you're my buddy. You know, like, come on, bro. You yeah. can do something better than that shit. Like, you know, I don't know. I, I can't think of something, but maybe your shadow. 
You know what I mean? But I'm your buddy. Yeah. Well, what kind of buddy are we? Are we like butt buddies? You know? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I should have anyway. definitely gone with the uh, the term homie. The homie yeah. has. The homeboy, you know what I'm saying? But it's all gravy, baby. Thank you for having me here, Adam. And it's good to meet uh, the homeboy. There was, uh, I know, there's an Adam. And then there's a, fuck, I forgot y'all names, man. Got, oh, okay. There's Drew and there's Josh and there's Joe. That's right. Good thing that has those fucking names at the boxes. <laughs> Andy. Andy, not Drew. Drew's not here. Oh, Andy. So it's Andy? Yeah, yeah, I go Andy. That goes there with Buddy. Right. <laughs> so you can actually catch the Danny Lopez interview way back in the archives if you want to hear Danny's uh, Army sto- story, which I highly suggest. It's very it's a really interesting. Good, good story, yeah. But uh, um, now that you're on Sea Stories, let's start mm-hmm. off with uh, why don't you tell our audience about your podcast? What is it about? What kind of things you discuss? Who do you got on there? Yeah, too easy, bro. Uh, so the Under Gun Line podcast, it came about because in the field of artillery, which is where I come from, um, and I was actually thinking about how the fuck y'all shoot artillery off those fucking destroyers, too. I mean, fuck, but that's another topic. But um, no, nah, dude, um, it started off because when you're out in the field, uh, you have downtime, obviously, you know. Uh, so what the fuck are you going to do? You start communicating, talking to each other. Well, out in the field, you go to the gun line. The gun line is where all the cannons are. And when everybody's got their downtime, everybody goes down to the gun line and they just go and chop it up, shoot the shit and hang out, bro. Everything is talked about. I'm talking about everything from Jody ramming on your wife and fucking, you know, to how much fucking debt you're in to your divorce, everything to politics, to, you know, hands up, don't shoot to everything and the the best thing about that bro was that there was no judgment there was no filters no censors you could just be yourself you're free to be yourself right and that's one thing that i knew that when i got out i was i was missing you know that's one of the 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 main things was the camaraderie that we had and when you have these conversations sometimes with some people in the civilian sector they kind of don't get your sense of humor if you will and they kind of look at you or you're next thing you know, you're going to be fucking talking to HR, you know? <laughs> and so I, I thought, you know, I got into it with one of my old NCOs, but you know, he ended up life happened and I just kept on going with it and it's evolving. It's ever evolving. I used to do two episodes a week. One was called the midweek memo where it was just me just kind of like bridging the gap between Monday through Friday, you know, till you got the next episode. And it was supposed to be something along the lines of me just ranting about some dumb shit like stolen valor or, you know, political shit that's on the news, whatever the the topic of the day is. And then I would have a shoot the shit episode on the Fridays. So it was shoot the shit episodes. Um, they would shoot the shit Saturdays. Supposedly it was supposed to drop on Saturday. And on those, what I would do, I would hang out with another vet like yourselves and we just have a one-on-one, just chop it up. Kind of like the one that Adam does where he gets your, your whole life story and shit, and then y'all get all emotional about the ball cap. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, kind of one of those, you know what I mean? Uh, abbreviated version, abbreviated version. Um, but, and the problem with that was that I would schedule folks, but then the motherfuckers wouldn't turn up. You know what I mean? So this is something I do on the side. You know, this is like my therapy without the therapist, I like to say. So if you're going to give me your time, 
tell me you're going to be there. You know, I'm putting time aside for this person, time away from my family, you know, do it. But then they just cancel at the last minute. So it's like, fuck. So then I just got rid of all that shit. And now I just drop an episode whenever I fucking, you know, once a week at the least. You know what I'm saying? So that's my story. That's where the On the Gun Line podcast came from. And um, yeah, man, if you guys ever want to come down onto the gun line, please, you're more than welcome, y'all. More than welcome. Did I talk too much? No, no, no. I'm just eyeing these guys to see if they had any comments yeah. before I started. Yeah, I mean, the therapy without the therapist is definitely what I've found podcasting to be from years, you know, a few years back when I was doing it, just other things with friends. And then especially this time around with mm-hmm. all my my battle buddies, <laughs> 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 you know, Um mm-hmm. Is battle buddy a four-letter word like shipmate is in the in the army? Thus explain. Derogatory. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds like fucking you know, go with your battle buddy. It's, it's that's what they call us, bro. It's just like, dude, it's it's uh, I, I want to like say what juvenile. it is. Yeah. There like, you go. Oh, my buddy and me. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly where my mind goes to. Don't forget your little you, brother. You're walking around with a, a doll, a life-size and, I mean, doll and overalls. And then the army, then the soldiers, they try to fucking uh, Joe Dirt it. You know how Joe Dirt used to say uh, fucking uh, Dierte? So, <laughs> no, we say battle instead of battle buddy. Like, bro, it, that doesn't make it any better, bro. <laughs> it, it, it sounds tough, but come on, it just it, it's not the same, brother. It's just not the same. But well, yeah, it's just weird. Go ahead, Paul. I was just gonna ask these guys, what would be our gun line? So, so like I know, like the Mestics, we do talk shit there, but only on specific specific hours. The I smoke, think it's the smoke break doesn't really count because that's specifically for smokers. So I'm kind of thinking like FVLS. I don't know. I feel like it's either birthing, like the birthing lounge, maybe, or it's you know, in your shop, you know, whatever, if we all convene and, you know, maybe you're mostly our shop, your smoke shacks, maybe do y'all got smoke shacks and shit. Smoke deck. Smoke deck. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the easiest answer right there. I mean, that's where and it's all inclusive, you know, and everybody's allowed up there. I'm not Are just you? smokers. No. Everybody, come on up to the smoke deck. <laughs> get some, get some vitamin D when you're underway instead of getting that damn fluorescent lighting all day long. Yeah, yeah. Vitamin get out there and get. Some, oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> get out there and get some, soak up the rays a little bit. Ah, okay, okay. I was thinking about a whole other vitamin. D. I know. Uh, what you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So were all of you all tomahawk warriors and shit, or no? These guys were nerds. We're all Look, man, I heard you talking <laughs> about your fucking. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the rest of us are all ages, guys. Yeah. Uh, like missile defense kind of stuff. Ah, okay. Radars. Orale. Okay, right on. Good shit, man. Yeah. Uh, remind me again, Danny. Uh, yes, sir. What era of the army did you join? Army strong, army of one. <laughs> Oh, uh, right after be all that you can be to <laughs> army of one in that transition. Uh, yeah, the army of one. It was fucking stupid. 
And um, they shouldn't, you know, why do they try to reinvent the wheel? I'm sure you guys have it too. The good idea yeah. fairy. Hey, sir, this would be a great idea. Officers, non-commissioned officers and enlisted army of one. O-N-E. It's fucking retarded, bro. <clears throat> yeah, it was like uh, let, let the, the journey, journey begin. begin or something like that. Yeah, it was like Accelerate your life. Had to, then it was like yeah, accelerate, accelerate life. life. And then yeah. now it's like, I think the last time I drove by the recruiters, I was forged by the sea or something like that. <laughs> they try to make it sound all tough and shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I hate about army com- or military commercials? They they show you all the cool shit, right? Like, oh, yeah, you're going to go and shoot cannons. And they show you the fucking airplanes landing. And they show the guy giving the hand signal for it to go. And they show like the high speed guy on the radar looking at beep, beep. I got a bogey over here. Okay, they don't show you the real part of it where 23 hours of those fucking days, you're just either, dude, what the fuck am I going to do with myself? Hey, you got that porn, bro? Hey, let me borrow that real quick. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, show the reality or show the preparation to it. Like, I was listening to that one homeboy that he got there. Um, when y'all were out doing your 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 deployment training and shit, you know, and then on the way back, and then he got there and it was time to fucking ship out. And dude, they don't show you that whole hurry up and wait aspect of it. No, dude, it's fucking horrible. Have y'all seen those commercials where they're like sitting around a fire and they're talking about like all the benefits and stuff? They're like, no, <laughs> we're able to purchase a home because we were in the military. Yeah, right. No. Bullshit. No, yeah. I've seen I've seen them. Is it like a USAA commercial? <laughs> it, it may be. It, it possibly federal could be. Navy Federal commercial, yeah. Well, Danny, welcome to uh, a episode of Sea Stories. Uh like I said, stay in my intro. Sea stories are generally tall tales told amongst sailors. Uh do you guys got a term for those type of stories? Shitbags. Um, they they over exaggerate shit that never fucking happened um yeah no i mean they're just we got it well dude i got one for you i had a dude i wish i could fucking get this guy his name we call him well i call him story time taylor or tall tales taylor all right this motherfucker taylor get this i think he was like i want to say 43 percent indian not only that this motherfucker he had hookups at microsoft that knew when the new Xboxes were coming out. All right. He owned 100 pit bulls and he knew every single one by name. His um, great grandmother or something was some kind of an Indian princess. And his grandfather fought in the Tomahawk Wars. All of this is all according to him. He's a Muay Thai fighter. All right. This motherfucker was telling this with a straight face, bro telling us how he went to Thailand and fought Muay Thai and how he's a champion and all this. Bro, we got to a point one time where we almost had that motherfucker commit suicide. So we uh, we do 12 on 12 off watches sometimes when we're on deployment. We were in Iraq in 0506, right? And we were out in Baghdad. And uh, my homeboy Cruz passed away. Uh, rest in peace, Cruz. Um, he was up there, and so was my boy Kowalczyk. Kowalczyk is my homeboy. That's my dog. But anyways, Kowalczyk was on shift, I think, um, you know, uh, doing 12 on 12 off. So he starts telling stories like, hey, man. Uh, oh, no. 
Cruz with 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 Taylor. So Kowalski gets on the radio. He's like, "Hey man, did I ever tell you about the Tomahawk Wars that I was involved in?" <laughs> and then like starts just calling him out with all the bullshit that that Taylor has said. Taylor was in tears, bro. Like damn near crying because he called him out on all his bullshit. We had a wall, bro. We had a wall when we used to fucking guard for Saddam Hussein. We used to fucking put on store like stories you've heard from Taylor. This motherfucker <laughs> swore that he had hookups with all the Hajis. So he would go to the Haji shop and say, like, he would pay his own money. All right. And then come back and be like, oh, this is for you. I got a hookup there. Let me have this. Bro, come on. That motherfucker was broke. Anyways, he would fall perfectly aligned, I think, with your tall with your C stories. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? True. Yeah. He's <laughs> bro. Oh, let me tell you the best one. Sorry, y'all. I get animated. Yeah. The best one. This motherfucker said that they had a game when they were kids. All right. That they would put dig holes like, you know, fox holes like waist deep and they would throw poisonous snakes <laughs> at each other. All right. This is one of those Indian games that they play. Oh, okay. Hold on. And the last but not least, he was also a gang member. Yeah. He was a gang member from the Laughing Jokers. And then it turns out um, and they were out in Kansas, I think, or Missouri, one of the two where he uh, was originally from. Joe was the uh, leader. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, check this out. He claimed that they used to go and put like neon paint on on their faces. And then they go out and terrorize people on the streets. Well, my boy Cruz, he was a huge comic book geek. All right. He put two and two together. He got that from the Batman series where there were those uh, those Joker that used to dress up wild and put neon paint and go terrorize. That's where Tall Tell Taylor's got it from. (laughs) Yeah. So this guy was the jack of all trades, bro. He is the the father of the sea stories. If there's a fucking godfather, he's the one, bro. (laughs) Those guys guys are always hilarious that like, I don't know how they feel like everybody's gonna believe what they say but i fucking love hearing about their underground knife fights and the kumites and (laughs) it's it's that funny thing that like it's annoying nine times out of ten but that one time it's entertaining (laughs) for five ten minutes you know to break up the bullshit for sure i mean how many of y'all didn't know somebody that was either a gangster a drug dealer or you know some big man back on the block but they joined the military, you know, to get out of it. And then, you know, you do a little bit of research and they let it slip after a while. Like they grew up in the suburbs. Uh, you know, they have mom and dad at home, never wanted for their life. I'm like, dude, I thought you were hardcore, bro. You know, yeah. I, like I you've know got a lot of that, uh, a lot of that kind of uh, bullshit stories and stuff. Like when you're in boot camp, when everyone's yeah. like trying to like reinvent themselves, you know, like. <laughs> Uh, like you get like a second lease at life, like where you can change the, the past 18 years mm-hmm. by pretending that you're actually in juvenile hall instead of the United States military. Right. <laughs> and so yeah. like, you know, it's like, everyone's like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, everyone's got these like, you know, pretend fucking like uh, sharpened edges, like they're ready to get after, you know, but then, uh, you know, then obviously reality hits and that dude that was, you know, Billy Badass out there in New York City or wherever, and then he's crying because he's done too many sit-ups. And he, <laughs> and he can't fold hospital co- corners and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Dude, uh, why are you picking on me? 
Nah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I can only do 17 sit-ups when I join the army, bro. I can only do 17. I had no core muscle whatsoever. All you have to do is 15. Bullshit. <laughs> that must be that Navy standard right mm, there. Must be. We, we all could do at least 90. I counted multiple dudes do 90. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I did, however, many I told home with a pencil with me on. I'm like, hey, I need 65, bro. Just put that shit on there. <laughs> R-H-I-P, baby. Rank had his privileges. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. But yeah. So. How did we get into this topic, bro? I apologize. I, 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 my I brain just, goes uh, over it's scattered. So uh, I was uh, attempting to explain what uh, sea stories were. Oh, my bad. Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah. Um, I would, so I guess I'll bring it back. It's the holiday season. Um, and speaking of boot camp, I think most of us, you know, we went through boot camp for our various reasons. We did our training evolutions after post boot camp. I know Lopez. I, for you guys, it's basically an extended boot camp, if, from what I hear. Yeah, depends on your MOS. I just want to talk about that first trip back home post boot camp. You know, you're experiencing the Navy or the military for the very first time. You left home for whatever reason, and now here's your opportunity to show the progress you've made uh, thus far. Uh, does anybody want to start off or should I just kick it off? I'll just kick it off. Yeah, you can kick it off. <laughs> so I just want to preface this with a little information, especially, you know, it helps that Lopez is here. We could kind of explain ourselves a little bit more. Um, I, we the, the four of us were in a highly technical rate job, which meant that our our training was extra long. Um. Because of this, they they tacked on two years to our our original four year enlistment, but the caveat being that we we became push button E fours, which means all we had to do was time and rate. We didn't have to take any exam or anything, and we were awarded uh, our the E four. Uh, I just want to flash back to myself. Um, I had finished up my A school, but because of the way they explained it to me was that I couldn't take leave to go home to my before my next school if I wanted to make E4 because I had to hit my time and rate while stationed at the command. So in order to hit my time and rate, I had to cancel my leave, stay on base on holds for you know two or three weeks, get promoted at in Chicago, and then I had to transfer to Virginia and then go through another three months of school. So I didn't get to take any leave for almost two years, my first two years. Damn. So I'll tell you what, boys, I was excited uh, to go home. I was uh, E4. You know, I did the whole thing. I went back and saw my recruiter. I had a good relationship with my recruiter, but I was going back as an E4. I know a lot of people in my hometown didn't know what it meant, but for me, it was a big accomplishment. E force is a big is a big deal that early in the Navy. And uh oh man. And this this is embarrassing to say is that um I didn't know shit. I was 17, 18 years old, right? I didn't know anything about dry cleaning. I didn't know anything about seamstresses and stuff like that. So I'm trying to sew my my E4 patch on. And I didn't know that you had to cut the you had to cut it low so you could fold back 
so you could sew the edge on because if you don't it's just going to be all tattered and stuff so my first uniform my my crow my e4 patch was all fucking shitty because i didn't take it to a seamstress i didn't or whatever they're called to get it sewn on properly i did it all myself and i was walking around my hometown looking like shit <laughs> luckily nobody knew right right <laughs> i saw would scream stolen valor at you or something i know right <laughs> and it was those um it was those cotton white uniforms, the summer whites, oh, the, the, cotton, the cotton ones that, you know, you sweat a little bit and the wrinkles are just everywhere. Yeah. And they become transparent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mess with sewing uh, my dress and working uniforms, but remember me and my uh, C-School roommate when we got E4, like I did one of my utilities. So the, so the crow on one of my sleeves. And just took too long. I was like, all right, well, you know, I needed one. So I had it when I just made it. But then uh, the rest, yeah, I had the next or whatever do it. But yeah, I know the struggle. It's like trying to remember whatever your mom taught you about sewing and, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And like, yeah, I can do this, you know, needle and thread. And then like, fuck, this takes too long. Yeah, it <laughs> takes so long. When they give you a sewing kit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. So I mean, it's like, oh, they expect me to use this fucking thing. Right. Bro, they this is 1943. All right. Yeah. I'm not living in a fucking bunker. <laughs> you know, Couldn't I'm not pinch, sewing but, my socks yeah. together, sewing two socks together to make one sock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I took them. I, I I never knew that kind of shit existed either, I guess, when I <laughs> when I got it. But I didn't make E4 for a long time. And by that time I already knew what it, the NEX was and all yeah. the all the all the extra bullshit that they have in there for stupid kids taylor i keep saying seamstress when i meant to say taylor seamstress works man that, i'm into <laughs> that it sounds old time using big words <laughs> <laughs> um what about you guys anything stands out about your um, first trip back home i went uh i i went to boot camp uh you know uh september 16th 2001 uh, so I got out around Thanksgiving out of boot camp, and so I had about a month that I went to uh, Tech Corps before I went to before I got leave to go home for I think ten days. Yeah, we had a good stand down from Great Lakes, as I recall. Yeah, I think I want to say it was like ten days each or something, or it Some, was. It, it seemed like a long time. Probably like maybe it was ten or twelve days. It was like decent. However, they worked it out because I remember like. The other thing was they made that the day that Christmas stand down started or whatever was like working hours were 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. That way, like you had basically a free day. Oh, yeah. So like they hooked us up that way. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was still pretty good because it was or no Great Lakes because it was training command. They were able to do it. We had both Christmas and New Year's because they could let like so much more of the command go or whatever because it was a training thing yeah that so was like so, the best thing you'd ever get and uh yeah i had a good time it was a good it was a good that, that was my first time going home but oh yeah dude i i hammed it up big time too. <laughs> i wore my i wore my dress blues uh on the plane ride from decor oh. over to uh from chicago to kansas city me and a buddy uh both flew back and 
we're both in the same town. I think, it, yeah, his mom picked us up from the airport and uh, took me to my house and then went to his house or whatever. But uh, we, we got a bump on a flight. Like, like they bumped us up like an hour earlier flight or something uh, in Chicago because we were wearing our uh, dress blues. Uh, You're welcome for my service. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in Chicago, too. I was really surprised that like they yeah. didn't give a shit. So um, <laughs> probably a third of their traffic is us. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they probably just had two seats and they were like, hey, we got two dickheads rocking around and dress blues with those two morons. Yeah. And uh uh but yeah, and then I uh of course I like went to church with my mom and wore wore the dress blues and took pictures with all the old ladies that you know, only a few months ago I was, you know, in the pews, and you know, oh you're going to the navy, you're a grown up, and you know, this and the other thing. <laughs> So, I mean, I did all the, all the things that you, uh, you, you do, you know, you show up to like your, your best friend's uh, house, like talk to his mom and dad and you're, you're dressed blues. They're like, oh, he's just an idiot college kid. So I did all that bullshit within <laughs> a 10 day period. I squeezed all of it, all the, all the corny, all the, the, the hacky bullshit that, that, you know, you see on the movies. I did all that. And then after that, every time, every time leave after that was mostly like, I'm just going to hang out and see the random, like, you know, 10 people I want to see. And that's it. Yeah, I was lucky and spoiled somewhat early on because Chicago and growing up in suburbs of Cleveland, like it was close. So I remember uh, the first time I went home was like, I just took like a weekend quick flight home that was pretty cheap because it was not long after 9-11 and all since I was finishing boot camp around that time and uh you know flew home to to Cleveland and uh yeah first weekend was you know doing having like a uniform and stuff to do some of the the photo ops and all that the typical you know stuff and like like seeing friends and you know I wouldn't say girlfriends because they weren't, but you know, <laughs> lady friends and stuff like that. They want to get the picture you like posed up at parade rest or something, you know, <laughs> and all those kinds of corny, cool things. And, uh, you know, it was interesting though, too. Like, and I know we did this a while back, kind of that change that takes place, like as we get indoctrinated to military life, you know, and your friends start picking up on kind of how you're maturing and growing you know different from them so yeah it was interesting so yeah I had a lot of fortunate to have fairly regular trips home between uh Great Lakes and then Dahlgren because it wasn't too far that I could sneak away outside of the bounds of uh the radius more or less and make it back in time can I just say and uh <laughs> with all due respect and no offense andy yeah, yeah. fuck those guys that live like close, close enough to home that they could go home every weekend you know yeah, like, yeah i went home fuck like those guys every three to five weeks <laughs> so yeah. i had a, I had an interesting first time i went home oh i, I for when i can remember i guess when i got to an in NTC Naval Training yeah. Center or whatever command or whatever. Yeah, across the I don't know if we were backed up or whatever, but I was able to go home on some kind of like recruiting duty. Y'all remember that? 
what's yeah. that called? Tar or whatever. Not was it? It wasn't. No, it wasn't tar. It was um, harp duty. Harp. I think that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. So, you know, it was like reading. ten days or fourteen days or something. It was like nothing. In the Anyways, you know, I had joined in two thousand. Well, I went home on harp duty, and that's when nine eleven happened. No, oh, fuck. I was actually on harp duty when nine eleven happened. Man. So. I think I did like two to two or three days of the recruiting session, and then the rest of the day were like they were like take your uniform off, don't leave your house. <laughs> oh shit! And then I flew back on that twenty second back to. I don't know where I flew back. I guess I flew back to Chicago. If you were in A school, yeah. Um, I what a memory. Yeah, that was a really weird time. So, yeah, I did harp duty, but only did for like a couple of days. <laughs> hey, you still got paid for being at home and chilling, right? Right. And it was like free leave. Like you didn't have to. Yep. I didn't, yeah. have, the, I didn't have the time. I didn't felt, I guess I didn't have the time in the books, obviously, to go home for any extended time. Yeah. Uh, when so. I got, yeah, when I, that first leave I took, I was in the hole for like, it was like 10 days or eight days or something like i you know it felt like a lifetime to dig out <laughs> my my yeah, friends I'll never go home again fuck let me tell you my wonderful story of going home all right so um i when i got to uh fort sill oklahoma for what they call one station unit training um like adam was alluding to you know um it's all since it's a combat mos you um you do your basic training and then no graduation it's just uh here's your fucking army values uh you know what's going to change tomorrow nothing you're still going to be dumb fucking privates and you're just going to learn how to use a cannon that's it so anyways um it was supposed to be 16 weeks long but since i got there in thanksgiving of 2004 um it went through christmas and drill sergeants will be damned if they have to work on Christmas, you know, they have, they have block leave. So they have Christmas block leave. So that means that we have to take Christmas block leave. So like y'all were mentioning, uh, negative already in the hole uh, in, in fucking leave, but I got home and yep. i just like y'all. I was that fucking boot. <laughs> fucking. I was in my, my, my class A's, which are my greens, you know, and since I was a fucking E one, nothing, I didn't have anything on my shoulders, just a green uniform with two U.S. fucking discs. But I swear to God, I look fucking pimping, you know, (laughs) and um, then I took a Greyhound to Miami, Florida, because that's where I recruited from and um, got there and um, no welcome committee, no nothing. But I walked around in that motherfucking class. A. It was hot as balls because it's Florida. Even if it is the winter, it's hot as balls out there. And un- that uncomfortable monkey suit. But uh funny story. Um, I was supposed to get that A trap that we call it A trap, uh, hometown recruiting. And um I was gonna get those 10 free days, right? On top of going home for those two weeks. Drill Sergeant Cabrera's like, hey Lopez, going off drill sergeant. He's like, uh, so just to let you know, I did select you for hometown recruiting. I think you'd be doing great for it. But um <laughs> Unfortunately, Paul uh, is fucking uh, some retired colonel's daughter, and he highly encouraged us to 
give him the slot for hometown recruiting that was for you. So what's that mean, Lopez? I'm like, I'm not going on hometown recruiting drill, sergeant. He pulls up the paper. He's like, that's right, Lopez. <laughs> Rips up that paper. So I didn't get to go home after boot camp or AIT. I went to Fort Hood, Texas. <laughs> and I, that was my welcoming committee there. But um, yeah, dude, I, I really wish I would have. I mean, I didn't know many people out there in Miami at the time either because I had moved from L.A. to Miami. So um, who was I going to go see? My first wife. Oh, got to see her. <laughs> Whoopty fucking do. Fuck that cunt. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that that's um, that was I, I really. But I'll tell you what. There was a lot of pride that was shown by um, by my family because I was following in the footsteps of my previous brothers, literally not brothers like, you know, one jar, uh, two jarheads, one fucking infantryman in the army, and then myself. Of course, you know, my mom didn't want me doing it because it's post 9-11. This was back in 04. So I knew what I got in for. But yeah, so pride, but sadness. Which it sucks. And I, I really wish I would have gone. I think I would have brought in some people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? No. I got the right demographic, the criminal backgrounds, all that shit. It was, you know, we needed the bodies at the time too, bro. You smoked a little weed dog. Just don't tell them. You know what I'm saying? They're going to try to get you with the moment of truth. They're going to tell you, you got to tell us, bro. They ain't going to do shit. Just say no. That's why they invented waivers. Bro. My, if my felon ass could get into the fucking (laughs) army and I didn't even need a fucking waiver, bro. They let me. All I had to do was what they call the packet review. Well, they it's the army. S- yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. They needed bodies. You're right. You're right. I wasn't gonna say it, but I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude. Honestly, the equivalent of me in the navy would probably be whoever's fucking busting rust on y'all's chains or fucking um mopping the fucking deck. Oh, that was us too. (laughs) Dude, the way Adam tells it, like he swears he's fucking Leonidas in the 300 on that fucking ship. We are alone. We stand by ourselves. We put out fires if needed. Bro, come on. We were that too, but you know. Dude, I like to talk us up. I ain't gonna lie. Hell yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that, baby. What I do like is he takes pride in being a sailor. Like, you know, he's like, no, I was in the real fucking Navy. Ain't no jarheads on my boat. Just motherfucking sailors. So I, I I likes that. I like you know people that take pride in their fucking um in their duty, man. Of course. Oh yeah, I'll talk. call out like an Airedale real quick. <laughs> a what? An Airedale, someone in the air department or something. Ah, uh, gotcha. So yeah, I didn't get to. I I wish I could have uh, enjoyed. But what was cool though, but being that it was post nine eleven, like bro, everybody everywhere, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for. Yeah, and at that days. time, you know, it felt really good. You know, because it felt genuine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know about y'all. Now it just feels like I love you. I love you. You know <laughs> how you say that to your dog and shit like that? Like, I love you. That's what it I don't even know what sounds like. Thank you for your support. You know, I'm like, but, you could tell I'm there's not gonna some lie. behind some of them and some of them are just saying it to look good. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't I don't um, announce that I'll, I'm a veteran, but it's pretty cool. Like I still have a Navy federal account and the Navy Name federal debit card mm-hmm. and like some people out in town will recognize you really quick and they'll say thank you for your service and give me the discount i always think that's cool yes sir Dude, I, yeah sorry not that i'm not trying to hijack anything but um i think it's cool like you know i don't know if y'all any of y'all got usa do yeah. any of y'all got usa no, Bro, no, no, no. 
one of the coolest things is when I call these motherfuckers and they're like, hey, Staff Sergeant Lopez, yeah, how yeah. you doing today? Officer, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you motherfuckers don't know him from Adam, but the fact that you have the, you still call me by a title that I earned. You know what I'm saying? I I, yeah. I dig that. I fucking dig that. So it's the only time I hear Petty Officer. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Anyways, that was, that was Joe. You're muted, and I really want to know what you said. Navy Federal doesn't doesn't do that. Uh, doesn't do like, like they're not doing the you know like oh petty officer to cavil. USAA does. <laughs> Damn, USAA. that's awesome. Yeah, USAA rocks, man. You know they're 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 uh, home base out there in San Antonio, Texas. I applied for a job there. But because I met, like I mentioned, I have a felony. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna make the cut, chief. <laughs> so, but yeah, dude, I don't want I don't want you, Lopez, make initiating my my transfers, bro. I, I did. I wasn't going for the banking. I was going for the insurance, oh, okay. dude. But the campus here that USA has in San Antonio, all bullshit aside, that shit must be. It should be its own fucking base, bro. It's really? like to get in there, they have gate guards, and it's huge. I'm talking about fucking huge bro but they wanted they were taking too long so i went with the, my current employer so uh yeah i know v- valero's down there too oh, and they word. have a big compound hmm. it's like yeah. guarded and can't hardly nobody can get in and nothing like that yeah san antonio's like the hub of a lot of fucking either call centers or fucking um you know look Again, for a dumbass like me that came out, I didn't join the military to get an everyday civilian job. I joined the military because I wanted to kill motherfuckers from a distance. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, that doesn't transfer well to the uh, civilian sector. Right, right. And um, so when I got out, I thought I was going to do all 20, y'all. But yeah. unfortunately, my body got fucked up. I became non-mission capable. And what happens with that? You're out, chief. Well, yeah. I'm not just going to get out like that because I did my time. Motherfucker. Y'all going to pay me. So I got medically retired. Um so I did. I thought I was gonna do my twenty, get out, and enjoy my pension. Unfortunately, it didn't work that way. So when I got out here, bro, I came out to a call center, and the only thing that saved my ass being bilingual, bro. Nice being fucking bilingual. But anyways, uh, yeah. I just want to do. What a- languages do you speak? <laughs> oh, yo hablo español. Uh, parlez-vous français? Uh, I speak English. I speak Ebonics. Uh, yo, yo, yeah. So, no, <laughs> I can speak jive. I learned it on airplane. <laughs> I speak jive. <laughs> oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Have y'all done a semen on film on that one yet? No, no. I've I've no. been waiting for uh, if if it, if if I got that decade and uh, that I would definitely that would yeah, be in my to. top couple movies to choose from for sure. I thought about it. I just don't want to do a, a, a little side caveat just because we've been bringing up boot camp and uniforms and and walking around town all jazzed up. Um, they took away the National Defense Medal. They don't award it anymore what? in boot camp. What do you guys yeah. think about that? Good. Well, I remember getting it when we were in C school was when they started awarding it again or whatever. So it was nice because like it was what that was. Oh, two. Okay, so we were already in combat. We were already yeah, at yeah. war. Yeah, because so. that was the thing. Like, uh, you know, the, it, normally it ends up running so long that people call it the boot camp medal. Yeah. So we got 
we got the gay pride one, which is uh, yeah. the army service ribbon. Yeah. I call it the gay pride because it has all, like the rainbow flag. The rainbow, yeah. Yep. But yeah, but, uh, that one, dude, I'm happy they got rid of it. Uh, if, they, if they did, good, good. Because there's a lot of butthurt motherfuckers out there, man. You know, and always. oh, I didn't get to deploy. Well, boo fucking who? You know, that's your problem. Either A, you should have joined sooner, or, you, or B, you can go back in time to your parents to fuck sooner. <laughs> either, either way, you know. <laughs> or stay but, in. Uh, and, yeah, it'll come around. <laughs> they'll get their time, bro. You know, they'll get their time if they stay in long enough. That one is like the GWAT. You know, I see a lot of people. I don't know about y'all. Like, okay, when I got in back in 0405, uh, they had the Expeditionary Medal, right? Yeah. The Global War on Terror Expeditionary. Now, when I got in, they were doing away with the GWAT Expeditionary, and they put in just the GWAT Medal, right? The Global War on Terror Medal? Yeah. A service medal, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. So I am not going to wear one that I was not awarded. You know what I mean? But yet I see motherfuckers out there with the old man hat and they have the expeditionary and the motherfucking G-Watt. I'm like, bro, you, I know when you joined and you're not supposed to be wearing that. I'm not going to call them out like that because yeah. you know what? Whatever. Do you, boo yeah. But those who know, know. Like you're a fucking, you're fake, bro. You're fake. Yeah. Anyway. I just thought it was kind of corny to be, I guess when you show up and you're an E4 and you've been in for almost two years or whatever and you show up to the ship and you have just a uh you know what what was it what was it called the national defense ribbon yeah yeah ribbon i mean it it, you you already draw enough attention to yourself when you're wearing one one ribbon and then they're like and you're an e4 dude you're a fucking ding dong yeah. <laughs> right. like, no, no, no. I mean, look how white these are. I haven't even worn them that much. Look at these coveralls. They're so crispy. Brand new. Like, Brand I new. haven't even put these in the dryer yet. I got them at a boot camp. You know, like, oh, okay. All right. Two year booter. So in the army, there's this thing. All right. We have a, a, a sleeve on the right side. We wear what they call a combat patch. Right. So um, that's actually a debate right now on the tickety talks that, because I want, there's this dude who reached out to me who, because when he was in Korea during the Cold War era, um, he was in Korea and he patrolled on the DMZ. And he thinks he's earned the combat patch. And um, I guess in theory, the regs, if, you, if you're one of those like deep in the regs people, yeah, they should get it, I guess. But at the same time, bro, it's Korea. I mean, really? <laughs> what did you really do? I mean, he said he went on patrols looking for the enemy, set up ambush sites and shit like that. Yeah, we did that too in training. But I mean, I mean, I I I, I hear his side, but then the the guy in me, like the to me, it's not Iraq, it's not Afghanistan, bro. You did you really do something to earn it? But that's why I think they should just do away with all that shit because too many people get uh they be they're they're sensitive, you know. They're giving privates fucking patches now. So that they don't feel left out. Like, yeah. so basically, what you're saying is whatever I earned ain't shit. Yeah. Here's, I'm trying to put my thoughts together on on awards and medals, uh-huh. and I, I want like I never really cared about medals. Mm-hmm. Um, the big one, I want to say that we were always chasing the Navy Achievement Medal. That's probably the highest one we could get, based on what you know. Yeah, usually for most of a us. typical a typical career, you know, maybe right. you should be at least get one Navy achievement medal. 
like I never really cared about it, but I I would be I, would, I guess I'll say offended that if I knew I deserved one and I didn't get one, I would be offended. But ultimately, I didn't really care that I got it. I just you know what I'm trying to say. Like if somebody you want what you earn, bro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's weird too. Like the the Nam so it's so weird. Like at our command, because like we saw like both ends of the spectrum. Like the literal like cliche of the guy that got the Nam for filling the soda machine non deployment, and then there was us that you know did a whole lot more than just the bare minimum of our job and got nothing you know for it because like either our chain didn't put us in for anything or didn't think we'd get approved for anything or whatever the politics of reasoning was and then you know you have to wait till the end of your tour at that duty station to get that nam which is you know deserved for sure and you know and you still feel like you really did something when you get your end of tour at least and uh but it's like when you look at your write-up of like everything you did over those four years and it's like that probably should have been like two or three awards yeah <laughs> you know like it's, what the hell bro <laughs> it's like you said earlier bro oh, i'm sorry go ahead man oh no 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 you, so you first you're the guest so, i appreciate you <laughs> well no i was gonna say earlier you hit the nail on the head um politics it's all fucking politics bro yeah. especially uh let's go for the bronze star for example um out in country um e7 and above automatic bronze star out of fucking matic and i'm like wait a minute this motherfucker sits in a goddamn talk doesn't go out in sector doesn't go out and pound that fucking ground all they do is paper push it's a valor metal still kind of or well if it has a v device a bronze star with a v device so you could just get a Bronze you can just get a bronze the... star for deploying, bro. Oh, that's okay, their deployment. That's their end of fucking tour metal, Jesus. you know, and for wow. E7 and above. And here's what kills me. For a bronze star, usually you got to do a write-up. All right? Yeah. So these motherfuckers are doing their write-ups about six months before we even redeploy. So they're, you know, so they already know who's getting it. It's automatic. And they're, they're trying to play the bullshit of like, oh, well, you know, they earned this and that. Like, bitch, I got privates out here that have been out there and getting in fucking firefights, pounding that ground, putting their life on the fucking in danger all the time. But y'all give them an ARCOM, which is the Army Commendation Medal. You know, like, you'll give them an ARCOM. And they yeah. still try to fuck them out of that, too. You know, it's like, come on, dude. But you want this motherfucking S1 paper-pushing motherfucker that, oh, shit, you know, thank you for getting my motherfucking leave form squared away. They get a fucking Bronze Star because they're E7? No, man. That's, that's unfair, bro. It's unfair. You got a fucking Butter Bar Lieutenant that is getting a fucking bronze star for what? For what? For doing what his NCOs told him to do? You know what I'm saying? But anyways, like no, I, 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 I'm you're, you're angry right on all of that. Oh yeah, I'm angry because I got fucking bronze star, bro. Fucking um, my bronze star. I know I earned it. I know I earned it. I was motherfucking dismounting CO out in Mosul, out in country, mission after mission after mission. Never fucking you know. Even when we were getting ready to rip, uh to rip out. You know, they gave me the option of like, hey, do you want? Nah, I'm going to help make these motherfuckers get squared away. We had a dude that got hit, um, E5 type. He was um, he was a, a patroller as well. I mean, he was um, a gun truck chief as well. But he got his purple heart for getting hit. And the bronze star I was supposed to get, they gave it to him. 
because he got the he got hit with shrapnel, which all you know, more power to him. Easy. I love you. You know what I'm saying? The politics just fell that way. You know, well, he has a bronze star. He's going to get it, even though he hardly got out of the fucking truck. You know, he was in his truck most of the time. He just happened to be in a truck that got hit with RKG three grenade and got peppered. Got it. So I, I, I that one, the when it comes down to the politics of it, it, it pisses me off. So uh, if I see a bronze star with a V device, then I'll be like, yeah, that motherfucker earned it. If I see an army achievement medal with a V device, okay, you earned that shit, you know. But now if I see somebody with like with the license plates, you know how they put their, their yeah. little Legion of Merit bronze star, yeah, you just happen to be the right rank at the right place. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have or carry the weight that I believe it used to back in the day, you know, so, when it was earned. Any medal that Rambo got should not be a end of tour award. Like like the supply division and stuff. Um, just playing devil's advocate here mm-hmm. on this uh, award situation. Yeah. Um, so being a man that has been in the uh, professional sector in the civilian world <laughs> for the better part of 10 years uh you can't judge everybody on the same uh like plane you know like of like like work getting done or importance and everything like that otherwise yeah. like you would look at like a, a person a call center and i've i've been that person i was that person for a long time mm-hmm. my numbers should not be judged against say uh a guy in sales you know, they're bringing in, you know, like, you know, like, oh, you know, 8,000, 12,000, 10,000 a week or whatever, you know, and I'm answering calls. Now, is my job as important? Yes. Am I completely dispensable? Absolutely. But, uh, uh, um, you know, so, I mean, and you, I mean, they get names too. They have to, they get the Navy Achievement Medal. I mean, but how are you going to give it to them? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, that they, they deserve they, they deserve one too because they did you know i guess their job but you know right and most of the time those those kind of like names were like more of like an in a tour thing and i'll tell you i i was i i i i definitely was my own biggest promoter for getting a name yeah. you know i saw everyone else getting them i'm like what the fuck dude mm-hmm. like i did i did you know my time here like if you guys aren't even gonna put me in for one you know i i got one i have one upstairs in my in my spare bedroom i'll bring it down maybe one day and show y'all in case yeah. you don't believe me <laughs> but I do have one, and uh, and do I feel like I deserved it? Hell yeah! I spent my, I did my I did my time in the on the you know big gray hate maker, so you know, and I I did I did it pretty well, I guess. Yeah. But it's you like know? you know, but I mean, we were all at those award ceremonies where you know attention to you know mm-hmm. for awards, and it's like for and it almost literally says like filling the soda machine. <laughs> Yeah, during and the Iraqi like, freedom, you guys couldn't write you know, that up better. Him, you know, yeah, that, 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 that shame, shame on his first class for right. putting him for that name, and then putting that dumb shit in there, like right, yeah, like, shame on his E six, ham it up E7. somehow. I don't know, like you know, yeah, get a thesaurus, bro. Something like, <laughs> filling the soda machine should not be the fucking in yeah. your name. You can I can't say something the along the lines wall. of like uh for. You know, bringing morale and motivation right, to yeah, the exactly. sailors yes. by supplying the them their endless amount of caffeine as needed. Syrup. Yeah, like oh, bullshit no. it up a bit, you know. <laughs> can I can I counterpoint you, Joe? Excuse, excuse me. 
Um, I'd like to revert back to choose your rate, choose your fate. For sure. There's there's 50, 60 some odd jobs in the Navy. You could choose any of those with some caveats. If you're going to, and I'm not going to say supply is like a cakewalk, but if you're going to go that route, expect not as much awards or medals or say, you know what I'm saying? Num- yeah. Number two, okay. number two, okay. Okay. No, number two, yeah. number two is like, and not to say it's not important either, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. number two yeah. is that's fine. All right. Give them their Navy achievement medals or whatever. That's fine for doing their job, but don't, you know, dismiss, you know, petty officer Andy Mattis because his LPO his leading petty officer hasn't gotten an award in, in two years. So you're going to give the net like, that's not a thing. You know, just because he hasn't gotten one in two years, oh, we'll give Andy his next time. Like, just give him out then if you're just going to give him out. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, not everybody can be judged on the same level of importance on the ship. I mean. But they they very much had control of the job they well, I'll tell you what, I should have got a fucking award every every award ceremony just because I I, I the class of ship I was on, I was that tech. I'm, the, <laughs> I'm obviously the most important person on there. <laughs> Why wasn't I captain? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at All the right. end of the day, it becomes like a dick measuring contest, you know, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for myself. And, and, and that's what I was saying that I don't really, I didn't, I never cared about the award itself, but like giving, you know, being acknowledged rightfully is what was more important. Didn't get yeah. still be better. I'll tell y'all, man. When I joined the army, um, they wanted me to come in as a dental specialist. Okay, Ooh. a dental specialist. They buttered it up and everything. We'll bring you in as an E four, you know, and all you got to do is your same civilian job except for the army. And no, absolutely not. I'd rather come in as an E one and earn my motherfucking rank. Because when I'm at the VFW as an 80 year old man and they asked me, hey, what did you do during the war? I don't want to say that I fought in a never ending battle against tooth decay. I want to <laughs> say that I blew motherfuckers up with some HE rounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gingivitis. So I chose that job because I wanted it. I love the risk. And yeah, you know, am I a bit of a fucking risk taker yeah do i like to talk shit yeah sometimes they say be careful what you wish for very true but <laughs> am i gonna say that my job is more important than a box kicker you know supply ah uh, it's a little bit more important yeah uh but i'm not gonna say that you know supply doesn't assist me in getting yeah, yeah. my job done you know what i mean yeah they do they like to say without supply bullets don't fly whatever make yourself <laughs> sound good cool but <laughs> Uh, am I going to award you? Um, am I going to give you an award that somebody that's getting his ass in the shit blown up, shot up no. the same weight as the one that the box seeker has? I mean, I guess it's all about how you write up the award, too. I just yeah. have a problem with the Bronze Star when because it used to mean something. It used to carry something. Yeah. And, and the view also, I mean, is with you being in the army and us being in the Navy, yeah. I mean, while, while fighting the same good fight, uh, our lives <laughs> are, are vastly, vastly different. different. Oh, yeah. 
No. I mean, we are talking absolutely fucking not even not even not we're in the same ballpark, not even that's not the same sport, not even on the same planet. It's the same sport, you know, just different positions. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got to be um I don't know, maybe like uh the third string or second string quarterback for uh Aaron Rodgers my entire life. Yeah. Pretty give, cool. Game. Give give those guys all the awards, all the medical benefits. God damn it. Post, I was post. looking for my cheese head. I'm a Packers fan. So you nah. said Aaron Rodgers. That made me happy. But um <laughs> oh and not not downplaying what the Navy did. I mean, I'm just saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. lifestyles alone. You know, yeah. um you're over here like your bitch is about supply division, way different than my bitch is about supply division. <laughs> like Yo, we're all we're all I tell you what. energy drinks over here. I mean, come on, we're drying up, man. But see, <laughs> the thing about y'all supply, though, if you're out at fucking sea and supply don't fucking bring y'all shit, y'all fucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're yeah. literally fucked. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely important. Like, you know, if you're handling with the logistics to Rice make sure gravy. our parts get in, you know, that's, you know, beneficial to the whole ship in a, in a lot of different ways but you know again like when it literally says the soda machine like <laughs> right Dude, i can't really i can't applaud you that much you i mean how, the, i blame the ncos the ncos yeah. they're yeah, the exactly. ones that and then if their officers allowed that shit to happen what the fuck kind of officers do y'all have bro my officers right. hmm <laughs> supply officers Facts. 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 yeah i mean it's all like you know i mean hey you want you want your people to look as good as you can and like i get that and like that's again the politics of it too is like you know look at my my division my platoon whatever you know company like hey we got all these awards on deployment that was great like it's the good old boy club sometimes too it is yeah for sure I mean, that exists through every fucking branch, the good old boy club. We've all seen motherfuckers that got a goddamn attaboy, you know, that because he's a dick sucker. And, you know, some fucking NCOs like that shit. You know, they love to get the slob on the knob. I hated that shit. So. Yeah. Hey, we love you, Supply. We just we just had to use some examples. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm using S1. Those are my fucking HR people. Fuck them. I love hey. y'all. Hey Josh, you got any uh any any opinions on this? You've been quiet down there. Well, right. Supply was our uh, savior. You know, we anything that any little part or something like that going on, out on the radar, we'd have to run down to supply to get it. Um, so they always stashed away our equipment pieces or whatever parts. Um, yeah, but they were always uh. On the Mestex playing cards or dominoes <laughs> or something during underway, and the ship store was never open, and um, so yeah, it seemed like they had a pretty sweet, pretty sweet life. But it was important, like I said. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, if we didn't have those pieces of equipment, we couldn't keep our equipment up and going. So let me ask or y'all something. It'd be that much worse, kind of thing. Yeah, right. I'd like to ask y'all sailors something. Um, if you can go back in time to when the Navy was the real Navy, um, you know, when they actually made a fucking difference, like I'd say like World War II era, uh, that would be the era that when I there is naval battles. Yes, yeah. that would be the era that I personally would like to have joined in. Is there a specific time frame in um 
that you would have preferred to have joined the Navy and had your naval career through? Um, yeah. I think I'd be like early up there, like in the, in the in the early parts of the country, like 1776 and 1777. And uh, how about Bosnia? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't Bosnia landlocked? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, I'd say personally, uh, anything, I guess, World War II to the first Gulf War, that way there's that chance to be on a battleship just because they're fucking cool. You yeah, know, cool it's always a good time anytime go I go by the Wisconsin down here in Norfolk. So, I mean, I, I just had I, a wonder. Uh, honestly, I, I, World War II would be. Uh, a pretty interesting time frame. I mean, like, I, I don't know. My grandpa was in World War II. And uh, he was... Is he uh, the one that had the collection of uh, spoons and shit? Yeah. <laughs> from the, from the, from the, from from the, the uh, yeah. chief's mess? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've got him over here in the basement somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, so, I mean, he had, you know, wild stories and stuff anyway. And I mean, but... Uh, bro, it was tough. Tough times. Right. You know, I mean, and... Yeah. And I've always, and I even said this in the Navy, I was like, you know, the problem is we don't get any respect. We get made fun of and shit on everything. And I was like, because nobody remembers World War II except for like our parents. Right. <laughs> and, and they're not being loud enough on the internet and shit. And, and you know, right. they, like they're not in the 18 to 35 demographic anymore. So right. yeah. on all this shit, we're getting toasted out here. And all the Marines and the Army are getting their desest. <laughs> and I can't believe this shit's happening. We got to you know, like we we're we got to suffer through all the semen jokes and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still my feet like I want a nam and I want respect on the on the internet. <laughs> we want a movie. It's I don't ask shit. for much. Yeah. We, Look, I think the want, last good movie that Navy had was what um a few good no no was it uh Men of Gun? Men of Honor Men of Honor yeah Cuba Gooding and the Cuba Top Gun Gingy. Maverick. Yeah. Well, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. But, yeah, but those were officers, bro. Let's talk about enlisted. Yeah, they're oh, not even. My old ship was good. Oh, get yeah. out of here. I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a man's in them Taylor Kitchen stuff. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, <laughs> hey, any dangerous shit? Like, what type of dangerous shit happens on boats? Like, you know, did y'all ever lose a motherfucker over, like, man overboard or anything like that? Or, you know, well, like... The men overboard we had were, like, mostly, like, like the paint barge sank. Yeah. We would just do drills. We didn't really had a man overboard. Did yeah, we? That, actually, like, we were lucky in that respect. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to overemphasize, but like, for real, like line handlers and 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 uh, unreps. There's some dangerous be, shit. Yeah, that we did dangerous. on regular. And what normally happens when y'all have like something that like something serious that occurs? Um, See, I'm trying to segue your shit right here. No, you're fine. This is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or as a battle, we would do battle. I mean, if it was like, I guess if it was threatening the ship, it would go to bat thing called battle stations. Yeah, general quarters. General quarters. Or general generals joiners. And we were we would we were all assigned a certain area that we would have to monitor, you know, for water leaks or fire or See, that's anything like that, you know. I couldn't have been in the navy, bro. I would have drowned. Um, yeah, a lot of it was just uh, observe and report. Right. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, I, we did some evolutions that, that if not properly, you know, monitored or whatever, people could get, people could get hurt. You know, I mean, and and just been doing like just stupid, like regular human stuff, you know, like, like the way that like, you probably would pull if I gave you like a bunch of a length of rope and told you to pull it across the room, you would do probably a hand over hand motion. You can't be doing that. You can't do that, man. This thing weighs, you know, tons. If this thing moves one one direction, you you know, you're going to, you're going to lose a finger. You know? Mm. So, I mean, you got people that like monitor, like, you know, and it's just such a fucking cornball job. I get it. You know, but at the same day or at the same time, we didn't have anybody lose any fingers while I was on board. Yeah. <laughs> you did know? you have your safety? Uh, you, did you have your PT belt on though? That's I, what made the difference. No, but we did have our uh, our <laughs> our hats pants and, and life tucked vests. into our boots. And and I wore low. Uh, I wore like low top boots, so mine were just stuffed into my socks. Oh, dude, when you guys. You guys were fucking so let down or put down by those guys that got caught by the Iranians, bro. Oh, dude. (laughs) I I, I still don't like to talk about that. (laughs) I still don't like to talk about that. Like, as soon as it happened, I saw it and I was like, oh, son of a bitch. If my friends see this, it was like I was trying to scrub the Internet before. (laughs) And of course. Like sending them like like puppy pictures and stuff so they keep their minds occupied instead of looking at oh man y'all did not get good propaganda on there man oh shit yeah we don't even bring that up really on this show oh I do (laughs) I'm bringing it up on the gun line oh I hey we can't say shit we got a dumb bitch that didn't fire back and got lost because she couldn't read a goddamn map so. I just want to say that I edit this podcast, so I'll just edit all the shit on the line. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I forgot yeah. the editor in chief here. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, shit. Yeah, I guess you threw me off. Now I had a. Well, had, when you start talking there. about safety, I mean, should we roll into safety stand downs? I guess. Yes. And, you know, of course, before you go on a a major leave period or anything like that, or whether it's the, uh, what do they call it? The critical days of summer between Labor Day, Memorial Day and Labor Day or whatever, where, oh yeah, you know, 75% of the incidents happen or something like that. You know, it's, you got to have that, that safety stand on. You have to have uh, the PowerPoint uh, presentation. You might have to have a local law enforcement come by and talk to you about, drunk driving and yeah you know, like so normal ship so normal it, operations would would halt yeah. and we would we would all be forced to do these rotations really all right let, let's start let's, let's, let's start from the beginning and let's define mm-hmm. what a safety stand hand is right. for those that don't know uh, does anyone want to take the helm on that um I would just, I just would say it's kind of like, well, some parts of it are like scared straight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where it's like they show like the absolute worst situation you could be in and whatever decision that might, might arise. Right. Like drinking and driving. I'm not condoning it by any means, but I mean, they would, they would, you know, they would be like, car wrecks like and then they would do like videos of like moms telling the stories about like the last text message they got from their or voicemail text message really wasn't a thing back then yeah 
Sorry, you reminded me of a joke from uh, Daniel Tosh, yeah. uh, where he says, "How do you know that that wasn't a, that last text message wasn't worth it? Maybe he just got a hot piece of ass, and he wanted to tell somebody really bad about it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was that. Right? Yeah, but, uh, it, 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 but you know, this is uh, it was always the absolute worst case scenario of what what could happen. Like, you know, yeah. you may think it's fun to go drinking with your buddies, but then you get date raped." And it's like, oh shit! Oh no! I didn't even know that was yeah. happening. And I'm I'm gonna stay at home now the yeah, entire summer. I'm not going anywhere. Thank you. I'm safety staying down. But uh, yeah, there was a couple times we had him like there was like you had to go to certain meetings with your division at certain points in the day. Remember they drag, remember they would drag like busted up cars on the pier. Oh yeah, out there and. Smash like, if you drink and drive, you're gonna shred your car. And you're all gonna die. Yeah. Out of my ten years in the military, there was only one safety stand down that it was actually warranted. Uh, uh, we had a safety stand down. Um, like it's the same as y'all. Uh, you know, somebody fucked up, and now we all got to pay for it. Right. So, uh, but this one was a legit one. We were. Um, so what ended up happening, long story short, we were doing railhead. So we had all, we're putting Brad nice. and all this shit onto the motherfucking, onto the trains, right? Well, somebody didn't pay attention when ground guiding a Bradley. And the driver apparently didn't see the ground guide. And normally what you're supposed to do is when you're ground guiding onto one fucking, onto one, when you're loading it, you're going to be one car ahead. You know what I'm saying? This dude did not go that one car ahead, and him and his uniform became one. And um, he didn't make it. I mean, obviously, he got ran over by the track, okay. and um, they took him to the hospital, and he didn't make it. And we had a safety stand down for that. You know, mm. that was the only one that was worth a damn. You know, because hey, pay fucking attention. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, it was fucking stupidity. Ours was know? like, yeah, like Joe said, we, I remember we had one that was like how to properly write, light a fire grill. <laughs> oh, my God. Like a gas grill and, uh, and a charcoal grill. All those, like first classes or whatever, teaching like, you know, lessons <laughs> about safety in the summertime. And, you know, I thought it was so stupid because everyone knows how to light a grill. And then, you know. Boating, that's another one, right? <laughs> Boating, the fucking, the fucking turkey fryer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the most elaborate ones I saw was in Fort Carson, where they, they did the whole, uh, like, mad mothers against drunk drivers and shit like that. They had, like, dude, they set up, like, this whole crash scene with actors and everything, bro. Oh, wow. <laughs> that one was pretty badass, but then they had to go and fucking ruin it by having, like, this one chick like read her letter of how she lost her parents because of a drunk driver. I mean, it, it, it wrecks your fucking heart. It gets you right in the seals, you know, but, but I mean, it, that, that one was pretty cool, but there, there were, there are more pointless ones that I went to. It's like having EO fucking briefings. They're yeah. fucking retarded. You know, I'm sure you, anyways, here's, here's my biggest beef with specifically holiday Stacy stand downs. Mm-hmm. They're too fucking long. To, yeah, it's like to, like two and a half hours. You could tell me not to not to throw a frozen turkey in the deep fryer in under ten minutes. 
right. You can, show you can hit all the high points <laughs> in, in 30, 40 minutes. And then here's the thing is that some fucking dickhead is going to go and burn his house down anyways. <laughs> and then we're going to have to have the second safety stand down after he does that. Yeah. Like, let's just wait until this asshole burns down his house and then let's do that safety stand. Yeah. Let's not do it twice. Dude, we we have safety briefings every fucking weekend. You know what I'm saying? Did you guys have safety briefings every weekend? Not every or, weekend. Like, uh, we yeah, had occasionally, like, before, like, we the had, big weekends, like Thanksgiving and, like, holiday leaves. Three day we weekends, had, maybe. We had counselings done for those. Like, we had, like, legit counselings. This is your plan of action. This is yeah. what you're going to do. For those long weekends when motherfuckers are leaving. But every weekend, bro, the fucking, I'm sure you guys have seen the fucking, the memes. I'm a caveat off of this. I'm a piggyback off of that. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Here comes the battalion commander yeah. and he's telling the whole battalion, don't do this. And then it's Sergeant Major just to piggyback off of that. And then here let comes me say the all the same things again. <laughs> it's the same. And then I'm getting triggered right now. Sorry. Bro, <laughs> it goes all the way down to the section level. To the squad level, yeah. you know. So I kept my shit pretty fucking simple. The A, B, C's, and D's. All right. A, alcohol. Don't drink and drive. If you're under 21, don't do it. And if you are gonna do it, don't get caught. All right. B, don't beat your wives. Don't beat your boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever the fuck they are. You're the they theirs. Don't beat them. C, condoms. Wrap it up. <laughs> don't add to the population. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't jump out of a plane without a parachute. Don't go fucking sticking your dick in something without a condom. D, drugs. Don't fucking do it. Sure. The end. That, that was it, bro. You know? Yeah. But no, they have to make it a goddamn oh, hour think. of saying the same shit over and over. And like like homeboy Josh beating. right now, that was my face, bro. Like, yeah. Eric's like <laughs> fuck, for reals? Oh. Yeah. Did you guys have a lot of dudes that like like, I guess domestic battery was that like a big thing? I mean, do you mean domestic violence? Us. Yeah, like you like you because you actually had a letter. For, you know, you had B. Don't beat your wives. So I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't think there's anybody on our ship that ever beat their wives. I mean, that I, that I know of. No, yeah. well, we had that video, and then you told us to keep that pimp hand strong, Joe. <laughs> oh, absolutely. What was I thinking? It was the well, the breast icebreaker moment one of those safety stand down or gmt you know briefings we had there there is a lot of dv um within the army ranks you know um and it goes both ways either the wife is beating shit out of the man or the man is yeah. beating shit out the woman but it's because of the op tempo a lot of it i think you know a lot of the stresses and i'll tell you what a lot of it has to do as well with yeah on the serious note um when uh, when i was a staff sergeant and when I would get home, I wasn't able to fucking flip that switch to I'm home now. So yeah. I would start talking to my wife like she was one of my soldiers. Mm. And you know what I mean? And she's half Mexican. So and she's not the submissive Mexican. She's the Mexican <laughs> that'll stab you. So, you know, what I'm saying? So it, it goes back and forth and it just yeah. escalates shit. And then you add alcohol into the mix. And then, you know, so and then you got a, a lot of um trauma that's not dealt with and it just leads to putting these hands on motherfuckers you know what i mean they're ready to eat for everyone so <laughs> yeah unfortunately and also in the lesser intelligent uh branch of the military i can Marines? see where domestic violence would you know well also be, i mean uh, in the navy, it's, well, it, the navy uh, in the navy would be mutual combat because it's man versus man 
So it's not domestic <laughs> violence, you know. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> you know, that lesser intelligence. Yeah, you got me with that one. It's all good. I got them back at I get them, I give them back, baby. I did I, I did back. like the mutual mutual combat. Yeah. <laughs> because we do fight in our underwear for sure. <laughs> Who doesn't, bro? Who doesn't? Right. That's no weapons, fun. no armor. You better put some dogs off. And you got to put some fucking uh, some, some cherry juice or something on some kind of oil on you. <laughs> you know, so you got to get greased up. I don't like the other thing was like the most absurd things would stick out from those safety stand downs. Like, the, you know, like I know Joe and Josh, we all went through Dahlgren. So like we had that same safety stand down and we'd have the aggressive driving video or whatever that was like almost like a Fox, like, you know, and they got away with it or whatever, like you know wild police chases there was i think it was on the dc beltway or something like there was this guy like um saw some driver harassing some other you know motorist or whatever and he got like sick of people getting harassed on the beltway so then he followed this guy and was like flashing his brights at him trying to get him to pull over eventually they did and then <laughs> he goes into his trunk and gets a crossbow and shoots oh, the guy. <laughs> did not see that coming. Shit. Yeah, none of us saw it coming. But we we fucking remember that crossbow story. <laughs> you know, to this day. And then the other one is, um, it was always like the local. I think it was a state trooper or whatever, Officer Meyer up there in, in King George County and all this. And he'd be like, "All right, fellas, just before you go, I want to tell you one story about a." Corman going home for Christmas leave uh, one year a while back and like you know turns into like he got uh, DUI or like a drunk maybe a drunk driver hit him and like him and his family you know were injured or unfortunately murdered something to that degree but it was always like you knew the safety standout was just about done when you got to that story and it was always the same story because it was like every six months and like you know, I was like, well, guys, you know, just before you go, I want to tell you about a Corman driving home for Christmas leave one year. And it's like, <laughs> you know, you remember like the most absurd things, you know, but yeah, it was an hour and a half, two hours of sitting through, you know, Can shit you that could have been summed up in 20 minutes, you know. Can you imagine what the safety stand downs are about now? Oh. Don't go posting shit on Instagram. <laughs> Don't go doing something on TikTok. Yeah. You know, that's probably the safety standouts nowadays. Yeah, I'm sure. Social media Interesting. policy. Yeah, I never thought about uh, that. PAO has to yeah, add another half hour. Like, beef, beef number two with state safety standouts is like the person like leading it and telling you not to go drink and drive is like <laughs> six weeks away from the courts contacting the command master chief. They right. know that he got... Yeah. Or he just got through his uh, the DUI thing. He was like, oh, "Take shit. it from me, I just finished this." Uh, this <laughs> yeah, <outro>. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, it used to be fuck up to move up. You know, I don't know how I was in the Navy, but in the Army was fuck up to move up. You know, I had all the blocks checked off to become Sergeant Major, bro. Like, I had to like, fucking... like to become an E seven, you had to be divorced, have a DUI, and... bad credit. Yeah. No. You know, shit. I had it all, baby. I had a Gomar to go with it. Shit, letter of concern. Oh, I was up there, chief. But um, nah, dude. I could just imagine now, though. Uh, I, look, it, I look at it as like also with the EO. You know, um, they always select the racist motherfuckers to be EO. 
I'm not saying I'm racist. I'm just saying, you know, I wouldn't have mine owning a person or two. You know, um, <laughs> I didn't say any colors. I'm just saying owning somebody, you know. But um, no, we all we ever did was tell stupid jokes during our EO classes, honestly. You know, and was anything ever brought up? No. I'm, I never had an EO case. I almost had an EO case against me. <laughs> you know, no, that get out of here. Uh, <laughs> me of all people right? <laughs> <laughs> no nah, you know and um apparently someone didn't like me calling him an indian so whatever i mean uh, it it was a little more to that but we had we hashed it out we talked about it afterwards and i told him it was nothing but love because you know if i don't talk shit to you i don't like you you know it's not that i don't like you, it's just i just i'll keep you to at an arm's length and those that i talk shit with i think you guys probably understand like those that you care about that you like the most is the ones you're going to bullshit and, you know, and push those back to their face too. Yeah. You know, so that's the way we were, you know, and that's, that's why I enjoy this type of fucking um, interaction that we have here. Cause just like uh, I can dish it, I can also take it, you know what I'm saying? And it's all gravy. And um, that's what I, 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 this is what I miss this camaraderie. And it shows you that no matter what branch in the military yeah. you're in, except the coast guard, you know, and, um, <laughs> that space we force we gotta start throwing the space force out there too dude i don't even know what they're a real fucking branch bro i mean i don't even i see the i see the little memes about the potato that's about it bro. other than that i don't know what the fuck they do i mean I'd who are they fighting? In, they're fighting the to, wrong alien bro <laughs> i'd love to be in there you know, space a, force? yeah it'd be a great job what? great job bro that's like that dude that y'all had here like when he was talking about like listening to fucking like radio stations, like bro, I would have been trying to hook up porn for the homies on the boat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I come from the era where I used to watch scrambled television to see a nipple. You yeah. know what I mean? So shit. Look up the porn, goddammit. It. What's up with that, y'all? I mean, I get it. Y'all try to keep it politically or you know, keep it. For all ears to listen to. Well, the but equipment I, he was using wasn't exactly uh, video. It, it wasn't video or audio or anything he could share with anybody else. Well, think about it like a glory hole. You know, just give me the audio. Yeah, I don't care who's on the other side. You know, <laughs> weren't even allowed to listen to the things he was listening to. <laughs> he had, he had a bit of a, he had, he had a uh, well, he had a higher clearance than I did. Yeah, and I had I think I had top secret or no I had no it's a secret, secret. I had a Bro, secret clearance. You're making them sound like Neo in the Matrix right and, now. Uh, looking at fucking <laughs> numbers coming. It might have been for well, all we know. That's just, how secret it was. <laughs> it was the thing. <laughs> and just just to bring it up, like you're like we reference they're called spooks. We we know we we know them as spooks. That's why the episode was titled like that. Is because we don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're oh oh okay. They're they're trapped. Gentlemen, uh, I would love to continue to hang out here, but my wife already gave me the evil look. And um, so I appreciate y'all having me on here. I'll, when I listen to it, if I'm edited out, I get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it. But uh, honestly, it has been a great fucking time on here. Yeah, man. And um, you came. I like your background. Thank you. Uh, it's Hispanic, yeah. you know, Salvadoran and Nicaraguan. <laughs> Oh, you mean the? the... <laughs> I also love your, your ethnic background as well. <laughs> oh, Lopez, shit. before you go, drop yes, all sir. your plugs and everything. Uh, I got no plugs, man. Hey, if you want um, anything from me, on thegunline.com is the most basic fucking uh, website in the world. 
because a 13 Bravo did it. That means somebody that pulls a fucking lanyard and it goes boom, <laughs> made it. You know, all I did was plug and play. But there's all, uh, you know, find me on the Twitter where Adam found me. You know, he it was looking for hot boys in the army. Got me there. <laughs> but now um on the gunline podcast, you just fucking Google that shit. Cause um on TikTok it's OTL OTG OTGL underscore podcast. Um, Instagram is on the gunline podcast, Facebook page also on there. I'll be dropping, you know, plugging this shit in on there. Um, and, uh, dude, I, as always, I appreciate y'all, man. Seriously. Oh, Hey, one more thing. You guys are the fucking poster boys for sexual assault. I just realized that I did not know that. I think we got to end it now. That one sailor who was kissing that one lady on New York. Uh, timeless picture yeah. apparently she did not want it yeah no means no <laughs> that is, that is a i joke i kid. oh man i was like where is this gonna be <laughs> i kid you're about us for the poster <laughs> boys for sexual i wasn't saying that bro damn <laughs> I immediately was like blurring my face. <laughs> I'm going to have a silhouette on his face. <laughs> he already has the voice for the voice I modulation. on right? <laughs> Like that South Park, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, gentlemen. I do uh, appreciate y'all. Though. Let's do it again soon. All right. Cracker Jacks. Baby. Y'all have All right. a good one. Peace. All right. Anchors Peace. away, my boys. <laughs> Anchors away. <laughs> Later, y'all. So what do you guys think? Uh, should we just wrap this up, get into some fireside chats? Yeah, I think so. I, mean, I guess so. I think we've covered everything pretty well. That was a that was a fun conversation. Yeah, yeah. I figured it would be, and it was definitely lived up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, all right. Well, as you know, fireside the fireside chat segment is just where we go two minutes of free talk. Un- uninterrupted by anything unrelated to the military. Um, I don't want to go first. So, Andy, do you want to jump in first? Uh, sure. Why not? Um, you know, it's um, I'm bouncing between two subjects, and I don't sure I sure don't know what I want to do. I'll throw out a, a couple different things. I mean, it's it's the holidays, and it's um family times and or you know times that people end up more alone because everybody else is with family or anything like that but um i don't know drew and josh always said mental health but um physical health is also huge and you know i just really want to stress you know what also helps your mental health is you know a good little bit of exercise you know whether it's oh, yeah. a a walk outside, you know, taking a stroll is uh good. Just clear your head or just get that vitamin D, the sunlight on you and all is good. And just staying active is good for your general health. So that's going to help you as, you know, cold and flu season and anything else. So definitely, you know, good mood enhancer is a, is a good workout for sure. And then uh, also I'll plug, um, you know, my bandmate from Sinister X, uh, my buddy Carrie, his 
our like side project well not ours but you know his side project with our producer dark remedy um they were just signed and they have a single up for pre-order and stuff called blood money so definitely look for that in the near future uh dark remedy band and uh look out for the single and a video and everything will be coming in january uh blood money it's uh gonna be tearing up the charts for sure so you know i definitely say pre-order you're gonna you're gonna dig this tune when you hear it you're in it no i'm not in it but uh you know he's my you know my guitarist from sinister x and you know when uh hopefully they go on tour sometime down the road i'll be on the road with them for at least a little bit to uh, you know awesome get their sea legs out so it'll be fun and who knows where we'll go or how much you know i'll be well, with them but do. i'll take like a a week or something to go out with them and you know have the uh you know the battle buddy with you kind of thing you know <laughs> that's awesome i'm excited for them yeah man so that's uh that's all i got and of course you know the the playlist and all the good stuff check out semen on film and uh yeah happy holidays joe again thank you for uh putting this all together man it's been all you know it's always been fun so i just want to say thank you for that i don't say it i don't think i've said it in like you know like eight episodes or something so save it save it for that. the end of the year episode oh okay so fuck off and then uh, <laughs> yeah. uh we always talk about like stuff that we're like currently watching and then by the time that people hear it that's we're probably not watching it anymore so let's talk about things that we should be watching <laughs> and i think that cocaine bear uh we should be talking a bit more about um it just looks it i I don't know it looks so fucking dumb that uh that it'll be awesome and then uh oh what's that yeah yeah ray liotta's last movie so Uh, that uh it, it just looks pretty it looks pretty fucking funny um and then uh i think violent night might be kind of interesting Mm-hmm. the the santa I, and only because it looks so stupid yeah but, it'll be stupid you know um that's kind of what uh i think i'm gonna do until next episode maybe is just think about those two things um currently i have been watching my name is earl uh i haven't seen it since its original run and i didn't even finish it out back then and this show is really really funny still and uh not gonna lie, the ladies on the show are easy on the eyes. We're talking Jamie Presley. We're talking Nadine Vasquez. Quez. Kez. I, I'm not really proficient in how to pronounce her last name, but they, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to believe me, but when you do watch the show, you'll be pleasantly surprised at how good looking the ladies are. And also, Carson Cass is fantastic fantastic cast and fantastic story it's all great and with that um i also want to say that i'm not going to talk about andor because i feel that adam or drew wants to bring it up so i'm going to let them have all the thunder on that awesome program josh cole man i'm here i'm here man um i don't have much to say but i do encourage um our listeners to go out there and try some local cider or find some cider try it if you've never tried it it's pretty cool i don't know i don't know how much to say 
I looked at that my Earl. My name is Earl. I'm trying to check that out. What is that on? I watch it on Hulu. Yeah. I don't think I have half of those DVDs or something. Like I got a handful of them as I was getting out. I, it's just really, it's really fun. I'm show. sorry. I yeah. don't want to bring my, my two minutes back into Josh's and then try to suck Andy because I know he likes the show too. Yeah. But Josh <laughs> has now left during his two minutes and his dogs have taken over the show. I have no idea it's what's all right. happening. Uh, I'll wrap <laughs> it up, man. Um, yeah, I don't know how much. I always enjoy, I, I definitely look forward to doing this all the time though. And I always talk about it and I always try to share it out to anybody that I run into. I'm like, check out this podcast, man. I'm on this thing. We should so, get bumper stickers. Some bumper stickers or just stickers, period. Yeah. Bumper yeah, stickers. I thought we were coming up with some kind of logo for like a t shirt thing or something like that. Oh, we're trying to get Drew to uh to make hilarious shirts that say things like uh Pizza and subs at the end of the pier. Yeah, I sometimes I wish I could have some pizza and subs in the end of my at the outside of my house. That would be nice. the end of the driveway. Yeah. Our, digi- oh, our digital artist yeah. works at so. his, the beat of his own drum. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. So if anybody's too, listening and wanna. Stuff, so. Oh, also, Adam. I'm sorry. I'm gonna jump in on Josh's two minutes, but uh, you you did uh, uh, give a call out to all people with any kind of talents that want to be that want, that want to do anything for us I, in case anyone missed that uh, post we will accept anybody that wants to help us do anything cool that wants to be part <laughs> you you make it seem like uh oh i thought it was a great post if anybody wants to be part of the average gi joe podcast team that's how i'd put it Okay. okay, right, right. Okay. <laughs> that does sound better. Or... We're 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 looking to expand. Yeah. <laughs> We've already got a professional wrestler, so yeah. I don't know how it helps us, but we have it, and that's important. Right. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> we have to go to Memphis hey, to meet him. What about in trouble? I know, I know. What about what I was talking? Y'all want to try to meet up in Las Vegas sometime or not really? We'll, we'll talk we'll, that. We'll think about that after the. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Are you are you done with your your? Oh minutes? yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I am I am done with my two minutes. I'm sorry. Apologize. I'll I'll cap it off. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have Drew here, so I'll, I'll just say my two topics that I was think I was bouncing back and forth with, and I'll just keep it brief. Um, I will take up the Andor mantle as the greatest season one I have ever watched, and I think everybody should watch it. Uh, my top two season ones is Homeland season one was used to be my number one, but Andor easily overtook it. I watch Andor. It's amazing. If it's, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's, it's, it's great. Number two, I'll take up Drew's weekly mantle of discussing some football. The Raiders are on a little bit of a streak right now. The record isn't great. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any like crazy bull predictions about the Raiders, but I just want to talk about quarterbacks in general. It's really fucking hard to get an adequate quarterback in the NFL. All right. Yeah. I just want to say Browns that it's really fucking 35. hard to get an adequate quarterback in the NFL. 
the Raiders are fine. You don't need to remove Derek Carr from the Raiders. Keep him. Build up the defense. The the Raiders are putting up points, and their defense has been in the bottom, you know, near the bottom thirty for the last ten years. Oh boy, you know. If you're asking a quarterback to put up 32 points every single week, the problem is not with the quarterback, I promise you. So, And and that's all I'm going to say. Yes, I am a Derek Carr stan, but quarterback is not the issue. And uh, All right, I'm just going to roll right into the beer reviews. Uh, Once again, I'm drinking from the Seattle Cider Company. The Honeycrisp Hard Cider. The brewery is like eight minutes from my house. And I just want to also mention that it says, always made from fresh pressed Washington apples. Um, So I kind of thought I knew what I was getting with the ciders. And much like the pumpkin beers that we did last episode, like they're getting really good at making these alcoholic beverages. I thought I was just going to give... Uh, the cider a straight 3.0 because you know I don't want to call it a gimmick but it's not like it's not something I'm going to drink every day but I'm telling you boys this honey crisp is like really freaking good so I'm going to bump it up to a 3.75 hey Andy uh, remind everybody what you're drinking and let's hear your review yeah I'm drinking the bold rock hard cider uh, imperial cider uh, bottled and brewed by bold rock uh, brewing in uh nellysford virginia um yeah i had had this um like a week ago at one of the local wing joints i went to for dinner and uh they had it on tap and i've been a fan of some of the other bold rock brews or ciders that pretty much just do ciders of varying flavors and uh this was good and uh yeah this is good it's uh 8.2 percent so it's surprised that it's kind of a high yield but you don't really taste it and uh yeah i'd say i'd give it uh 375 nice yeah joe what was uh yours again stated before i'm drinking a cider boys pineapple hula apple pineapple hard cider and it's uh five percent so you know not too crazy or anything uh I've always been a fan of cider beers. <laughs> I like, I, I'm a little bit upset that nobody here has a strong bow being that like, that was a oh. lot of people's, uh, a lot of people that, you know, we grew up with, I guess. Yeah. Our first uh, taste in the cider beers, because they weren't very popular in, no. in uh, the United States at no. that point in time. I mean, I think there was, you could find strong bow occasionally. <laughs> and I believe that people like got it, like ordered it and had it sent to them. Uh, when they came back from deployments and uh but i mean like statewide or stateside i think all that we were able to get was like hornsby at the time it had like a rhinoceros on it if you guys remember those uh but uh like adam said like the the way things are going nowadays uh i mean the the the, the amazing things that people do with ciders if they're getting really good and uh I, i like i said i've always liked them uh and uh this one here has a little bit of pineapple in there as well so uh Big fan of pineapple. Um, hydrating. I would say very hydrating. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a 3.5. Nah, 3.25. Yeah. 
3.25. Yeah, it's it's good, but I can't drink them all the time. They're a little bit too sugary for me, and I'm afraid the headache would be uh, too much the next day if you drink a whole mess of them. Yeah, the sugar will get you. Mm-hmm. And uh, Josh, I'm sure you have some long-winded uh, <laughs> breakdown of your cider. And uh, we are all interested in hearing about uh, your, I believe it was called uh, Crackberry, right? Yes, Crackberry. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I have some awesome art. If you never need to ch- whatever, check it out. Uh, let's see here. Small berries. Big personalities. I don't know. It's tart. It's sweet. Uh, it's got a ABV of six percent. Uh, it advertises being balanced. Uh, it's semi-sweet. When I first, the first one I had was a little dry on the, you know, like a wine, how wine can be dry. <laughs> this one was a little dry, um, but. Just cracked over my second one, and it's really awesome. Uh, that dryness seemed like it had gone away, but I don't know. But uh, I don't know, man. Sliders are awesome. I do remember those things, man. Those are some good beers. Um, yeah, they're everywhere now. Everybody's doing them. Um, and those hard seltzers. Y'all seen those everywhere too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, old crackberry, uh, cranberries, and blackberries mixed together. Man, I don't know. Let's do it a 3.5. Nice. Uh, it is really well balanced. Uh, just the dryness was really something that threw me off, caught me off guard. So, anyways, all right. Cool. Right on. I do get that wine uh, dryness. You, I like that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I care for the dryness now that I think about it. <laughs> Mine is also made with Washington apples. I wanted to throw that out there, even though it's from Wisconsin. They do ship in their apples from uh, Washington. Nice. Mm. Catch us on Facebook and Instagram at the Average GI Joe Pod. Continue the conversation. Share, like this uh, podcast with all your friends. It would really appreciate it. Uh, go to YouTube and search Semen on Film, where we review films that we think are worthy of taking on deployments for you uh, veteran types. And uh, yeah, like Andy said, check out the Average GI Joe playlist on Spotify, where we made a playlist of all the songs recommended by all the former veterans we've interviewed on the podcast. And last but not least, definitely check out on the Gunline podcast, the uh, podcast by our guest today, Danny Lopez. Uh, Am I missing anything, you guys? No, that's it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks to Danny for hanging out with us. It was uh, a really good time opening the ranks to to, to Army. Like, people that listen to the show, like, send us, you know, if you want us to, like, you know, try a certain beer or a certain brewery or something that, like, you know, I don't know, may be difficult for us to, you know, work it out, but on certain super local things, but, 
you know, I mean, maybe, you're, you know, like wheat beers or something. I don't know. Help us help you. <laughs> Throw us an idea of what you want to, you know, or even, or even better yet, come up with an idea and then tell us you want to be on the show and discuss that idea with us. Let's do some hard signers next time. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next time we're doing hard ciders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from all of us at the Average Judge Podcast. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Uh, happy I holidays. I take it back. Say uh, Happy Holidays, everybody. Yes. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs>